So, y'all, with this being a youth-led service, we are also having the youth share a few testimonies and just their experience with God throughout the year. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't really know what to tell the congregation of Oatswind because they kind of know almost everything that happens in my life, so I couldn't go here like, I was baptized, baptized a Sunday or two back, because you know, and stuff like that, so I couldn't really, <laughs> I couldn't, yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel like I can actually share that because it's, yeah, you'll, you already know. But I thought I can actually stand here as a witness of what God has done in the lives of the youth at Otsu and Youth. Because from the beginning of the year, the people, the youth in, um, in the church and the youth at, well, the youth, um, they have, I want to say, grown and matured so much in Christ in how they've responded and yeah, I just want to. So I'm just standing here as a witness to you all of what God is doing in the youth and how He is working and building up the next generation of Christ and how He is building in His church and building in us from a very young age. So with that, we have a bunch of youthies who are going to share, let's say, testimonies, anything, something that happened at 412, maybe. So literally anything, and I'm going to ask. Everybody who knows they're going to say something to come to the front so it's easier to just, yeah, we have chairs here, it's empty, so you can just sit here in the front and then you can come up in, in an order, whichever prefer to go first or second or last, and then you can share. So, so do you, any of you want to um, share first or, okay, so I'm um, I've kind of already shared what I wanted to say, but maybe just something about what has happened in my life. I would say that God has broken up a bunch of barriers in my life, a bunch of things that I want to say were in the dark and um, were hidden away from from my parents and from people. And yeah, just to say that during last year's 412 and this year's 412, I have matured a lot and I have learned a lot more that we should be we should be living in the light because that is that is what God asks us to do, and that technically <laughs> we're all sinners. So um, some people think it's worse, but sin is sin. So to me personally, a testimony would be just what God has done breakthrough in areas of my life that I um, definitely needed breakthrough in. And y'all, God is good. <laughs> so. This is Faith, for those of you who are wondering. Moama, for ogen wil ek net deel van geloof. So in die geloof kan ons niks doen nie, ons kan nie die jare behaag nie. My maat aansoek gedoen vir werk, en het vir my gevraag, hoe ek voel daar weg. Ik heb een geloof dat ze dat bij mij weer gaan krijgen, nu maar weer gekregen. Geloof is bij je belangrijk in ons alledaagse leven. En dan wil ik net uh, Ibrius, ja, vers 1 lees. Die geloof is dan een vaste vertrouwen op dingen wat ons hoop en een bewijs van dingen wat ons niet zien. Oké. Okay. 
Okay. Um, hello. Um, I'm Kara I'm Kara Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, since I was like in grade seven, um, someone like yeah um, has been inviting me to come to Josh Ten Youth, and I always like made up an excuse. I was like, no, no, not today. You know, I can't today. And then um, yeah, earlier this year I was speaking to William, and I was like. Yo, how is Josh Jane Youth? Like, should I go? Should I not? And it was like, no, you should definitely come. But I was always so scared because, like, the youthies are very close. And I was, like, so afraid, like, I was not going to fit in or, like, they wouldn't like me. And, like, I started going to this other friend group um, because I had a fallout with my other friend group. And, like, every week they would say, like, your youth was so good this weekend or, like, this week. And, or they were so excited for youth. And I was like, okay, maybe I should go. And, like, the minute I stepped through the door, right, like, all of the youths were, like, so welcoming. They were like, hi, how are you? And I was like, yo. Um, and I think we, it was, like, in worship. I think it was the first song, like, the first 20 seconds I could, like, feel the Lord's presence. And it was, like, so amazing. And I don't think there's, like, been one Friday where I was, like, I don't know, regretted or, like, regretted that I came. It's like, so amazing. So, yeah, I think that's all. So I'm going to do what my dad always does. <laughs> or do you go forwards? Which one is it? Forwards. Okay, wait. Let's do this. <laughs> cool. So that was really cool, guys. But So I felt I was actually having a conversation recently with Nate Thatcher at my house. We, it was at Nathan Brunt's birthday on Friday. And we were just chatting about testimonies and how we felt in the past and like how we've grown. And I felt actually to share what we spoke about, and it was basically what I happened to me at 412 this year. And uh, going into 412, I actually was like, cool, I can't wait to see what God's going to do. This is going to be awesome. I'm fine. I'm just going to help other people and help my youthies to get to know my friends from way back when and help them to grow. And I was always, they, they would testify to this, and I would always say, it's like, yo, I have no fear of man in me, because I'll just go up to anybody and say, hey, do you know Jesus? And I would. I had the confidence. And then actually going into 412, in session one, uh, God revealed some things in my life that were hidden away that I didn't even know were hidden away. I thought they were in the light already, but they weren't. And God revealed that in me, and he was like, okay, I want you to go talk to someone today after the session. It was after the last session in day one. And throughout the rest of the day, I actually couldn't talk to someone. I tried to go talk to William. I tried to go talk to my dad more than once, and I actually couldn't. And that revealed the fear of man in me. And I was like, wow, okay. I actually, I couldn't. It couldn't come out of my mouth. Every time I'd go up to someone, I'd say, yo, so cool to see you again. Or, oh, what you did in worship was amazing. Or, yo, I'm loving how you're growing. And then God actually said, it was what I, in the worship session, the last worship session on 412, um, on day two, God revealed that in me. And he was like, actually, I asked you something and you didn't do it. So what I want you to do now is something quite daunting. And I want you to jump up on the stage and just go dance in front of, it's a lot of people. You can't see anyone, but 4,000 plus people. And, he actually, and the moment that it took me 
took me some time. But the moment that I got on the stage, something broke in me. The, the fear, the anxiety of going up to someone. Because no one likes talking about the deep, dark secrets in life. No one likes that. And so in that moment, I, that something broke in me. And I actually had the courage after that worship session to talk to William. And I spoke to Nate. And I spoke to my dad that one day just because I jumped up on stage. So, yeah. Um, so when I was praying about what I should speak about, God just put the words. He put the words godly friendships in my heart and I just, just couldn't stop thinking about it. I saw a picture on Instagram that said the words, Jesus healed a paralyzed man because of his friend's faith. And, um, I just wanted to share a bit on that and what the Bible says about godly friendships. Um, so in Mark 2, verse 1 to 5, it says, um, And a few days later, when Jesus entered the Capernaum, uh, the people heard that he had come home. They gather, gathered in such large numbers, and there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Can you see that it's not, if it wasn't for the paralyzed man's friends, there was no way he could ever get close to Jesus. So if it was not for them, he would have stayed paralyzed for the rest of his life. In the same way, we are, in some, we are sometimes, sometimes paralyzed in areas of our lives. We call it blind spots. We, we then need true godly friends to help us through that. That is why it's important to find friends that have faith and believes in God. Searching some key aspects of a godly friendship, I found these. John, 1 John 5 verse 2 tells us that you must love each other the way God loves them. In other words, love people for who they are and just keep loving them endlessly. According to 1 Peter 4 verse 9, you must offer hospitality with, without complaining. When your friend's having a rough time, invite them over for coffee or dinner. In 1 Peter 4 verse 10, we read that you must use your gifts to serve one another. You must show kindness to one another, to them, even when they, are, when they aren't kind to you, and just be there for them, like Job in Job, in Job 6 verse 14. Help each other when they fall down. When your friend falls, it could be literally or spiritually. If they fall spiritually, it means that they are getting a bit off track and they aren't doing what God says they should be doing. Then last but not least, it's important to forgive your friends. In Colossians 3, verse 12 to 13, um, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. 
remember that God forgave you. Therefore, forgive your friends in the same way. Can you please just close your eyes so we can pray? Lord Jesus, I just pray that we will make the right choices when making friends. And I also pray that we will keep you in the center of our friendship. Amen. Thank you. Wow. So they've asked me to just tie it all together. And uh, like a present, we can wrap it up. And uh, I just made a couple of notes while you guys were talking. So I'm back. So there was this verse that, um, it was one of the verses of the day on the Bible app, you version, but um, I read it and it was... It was, to me, it was very powerful, and I, and I felt like, yeah, thank you, God. Thank you for giving me the scripture. I'm enjoying this. This is very nice. It's encouraging. And then it's just been resonating in my heart, and I, when faith shared um, on, on faith, well, it really, this verse was dropped in my heart again, and it's, it's also in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 11, verse 6, and it basically says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And yeah, just, during the week I've been, as I said, it's been dropped in my heart and I just felt it really thinking about it. And what, what I asked myself was, so do I fully believe like a child that God is real and that he can fully change my life in any aspect and in any way that he wants to change it, and in that, I just felt that that is the type of faith we should have, is to not even ask that question of, does he exist? It's just a no-brainer, yes, he does, and that he is, yeah, he, he is God, and he created all. Wow. And it takes great faith to step out into what God has for you. And uh, William was testifying about how God gave him the faith to step out and open some stuff in his life with his dad and his mom and with some of the guys he's walking with and the freedom that he experienced after that and that he could actually overcome some stuff that was hidden in his life. And uh, the moment that he opened it up, it was actually it, it was quite daunting to open it up. But once it was open it became powerless. And that's the thing about sin. Sin has power in darkness. It has power in, when it's hidden. But the Word teaches us that in the light, it's God that operates. And sin loses its power over us the moment that we bring it in the light. But that takes great faith. And many times we are a little bit alone. We stuck out alone. And that really stood out for me, that, um, that we could want to join. We could want to be part of something, but we feel we can't. You feel scared of, of what would people say if they really know me. Because if you become part of church, people will really get to know you. And it could be daunting. What, would they still be this friendly if they knew 
about this, that, and the next thing in my life. It's all good and fine here at church that we could put up a, a brave face and we could put our best foot forward because that's what we all do. But would these people still be this friendly if they knew this, that, and the next thing about me? And that would take faith. That would take faith to be slotted into community of church, to open our lives to one another and serve one another in love. But in Psalm 61, we read, God places the lonely into family. And that is really what he wants. He wants to stir your faith this morning. And he wants to put us, it's not just, it's not just you think lonely, you think about this one person that's sitting alone at their home, and they have no friends, and they have no family. But actually, Anya has a great family. She's got a great mom and dad and sister. And they have, I know they have great communion at their home because I've been there. So she feels very loved at home. She feels that it's so good that she could point everybody to her dad's community. That's the community she's grown up in. But that wasn't enough. She still needed godly friends. She still needed to step out in faith, open her life, and become part of something bigger than just that. God places the lonely into family. And in Proverbs 29, verse 25, we read this. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. And this morning we can know this. We are safe. You are safe. If you, if you trust in the Lord, if you put your trust, if you take that step, it's We've all seen that movie where actually a clip came up on, on YouTube uh, in, the, in the week. And I have no idea what movie this was because it's just a clip. But it was this girl in this impossible situation. And, uh, and she was fighting for dear life to hang on to just the next thing. It must be an, an, an action movie. But one thing happens after the next, after the next. And at some point... She's trapped in a, she, she's escaping from guys, and she's trying to get over this log that's over a deep ravine. You know that scene in every movie that somebody runs away, and this, she, her hands are tied up. And she puts her faith in this log, because guys are running behind her with guns, and maybe they won't have the faith. So she crosses this, the thing, and she's walking, and then it breaks. And she falls. And, uh, and she falls, she gets into the river, and she washes down the river, and then she gets into this plane, this old rusted thing that's hanging over a waterfall. She gets into it, and as she tries to loose, she gets to, to get her hands loose in this plane, right? But all this time, she's in a rusted plane, and then it starts creaking. And you know what's going to happen next. And she's going, really? And she looks at where the plane is attached to the side, and she runs and she jumps last moment and the whole plane falls down the ravine and she's hanging by her hands now on this little part of the plane. And again, this thing has just fallen away. And she's again in the next position. And then she sees that there's this parachute above her. And this whole plane is starting to come down around her part by part. And she has to let go of what she has now. She's going to put her faith next into this parachute. And she grabs onto the parachute, she makes it, and she's falling down, falling down the front of this waterfall towards her death, 
holding onto a parachute, and somehow she gets to pull this lever, it opens, and now she's floating down with a parachute, and then it starts disintegrating, because it's very old. <laughs> and as she goes down, and she starts falling faster and faster and faster, and she manages to land in the forest, and does, comes to a rolling stop. And uh, the point there is, whatever we put our faith in, if it's not God, it'll always fail us in the end. If it's the log, if it's the rusted old plane, this, the whole world is filled with corruptness. And if we put our, place in, our faith in anything but God, like the plane around her, like the parachute, like everything, it will fail us. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever puts their trust in the Lord is safe. This morning, you are safe if you put your trust in God. If you surround yourself with those people that God places you in, if you build friendship with those people, then it actually leads to so much more. And I'm not going to repeat everything that Anya said, because as much as she spoke about godly friendship, everything that came out after that was what God then does with you and those friends. How we then live in community, how we then bless others, how we then in turn are blessed. Because God places you into a family. And this morning, if you are a visitor, if you're not part of a family, then I want to invite you in. Don't worry about it. These people will still be friendly when you come. (laughs) When you walk through the door, there will be a friendly face to greet you and bring you into God's family. How do we land this? (laughs) I normally spend a whole week preparing, just by the way. (laughs) How do we land this? What is it that we take from here and and keep in in our hearts going home when we walk out? I think it is that. It is that to overcome your fear, to overcome this life, which is filled with lots of snares and lots of things that could, could fail you. It is to place your trust in God. And maybe this morning you, you don't know whether you can do it. You're stuck in that rusted plane, and it's starting to creak around you. And you're going, am I going to run and jump for the next thing, or is this the end? The big thing is, if you run and you jump for God, it will not fail. He will not fail. He will not be the next thing that you grab onto that will fail you. He is solid ground. He is the landing in the forest. So I'm going to ask all of us to close our eyes. And if that's you, if you want to renew your faith or Maybe you want to place your faith in God for the first time. I think like in that story that I told, she grabbed, she had to let go of whatever she was holding on to get to the parachute. We can't hold on to the world and to God. It was part of the finance teaching this morning. If you love God and the world, you'll choose one.
Choose God this morning. Choose God. So if that's you, if you this morning, either for the first time, or actually just want to put in renewed trust in the Lord, will you raise your hand that I know who I'm praying with? Thanks. Thanks. You want to just put a renewed trust in God. See your hand, you can let it down again. I want to ask you if this is your first time of raising your hand and saying, I want to put my trust in God. If that's your very first time, I'm going to ask you to be very bold this morning. Not now, but after we've prayed. Would you come to the front and speak to either myself or to Bernard? We're going to hang around you in the front. And then just come and talk to us so that we can pray with you further and just point you in the right direction of how does this work from this point onwards. If this is your first time that you're putting your, your faith in God, I wouldn't want to leave you trying to find that road forward on your own. I'd love to make sure that we connect you if this is your very first time. Let's pray. Father, thank you that this morning we could start by having fun. Father, thank you that we as parents, Lord, can, can come to you and we can just praise your name, Lord, that our kids, Lord, have found you. Father, that they have placed their lives already into your hands. And Father, as a, as a parent, Father, we are just overwhelmed by your grace and your love and your kindness and your faithfulness. Father, that you have drawn our kids into relationship with you, Lord. Father, thank you for the life that we see in them and on them, Lord. Thank you for your spirit that they experience. Thank you for the friendship, Lord, that they have in you, for godly friendships, Lord. And Father, I want to pray for the rest of us, Lord, all of us that's, that needs more of you, Lord. Father, will you give us the courage to act on our faith this morning, Lord? Will you give us the courage to grab a hold of you instead of a broken parachute, Lord. Father, thank you that we know, Lord, that we are on solid ground with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that each one of us who has done that before, Lord, know that we can do that any time, Lord, that again and again and again we have found you to be faithful and, and true to your word, Lord. Thank you for godly friends. Thank you for a church filled with people who follow you and love you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that we can open our doors wide to the new people that you bring alongside, Lord. And that you put all of us, Lord, into family, Lord. We worship you and we praise your name, Lord. Amen.